five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello, we are the People Movers, and we are back again to discuss all things like the ultimate People Mover, the Ford Transit. Zero Labs giving us an EV chassis for very nice things. Chevy not selling the Camaro Hot Ones in the old Washington and California, and the Mach-E sandbagging the way BMW used to back in the day. But the most important question of the day, Jason, how are you? I'm wonderful, Brian. Great to be back with you. Yes. Uh, let's see here. We're going to start with the Ford Transit. I have no idea why. We've the spent so much of all people movers. Yes, it is the most, really one of the most iconic overall people <laughs> movers. You can do anything with it. You can start your own mobile home in it. You can overland and have a great Instagram account. You could rob banks. Don't do that. Um, yeah, we don't recommend no. robbing banks, by the way. Very popular in the <laughs> 60s and 70s in Britain. in that exact vehicle, but it lacked all-wheel drive and a new 10-speed. Which Ooh. we've come around on transmissions with the bonkers numbers a bit, right? Yeah, and I will say, I mean, it makes a otherwise mundane powertrain perform like like you wouldn't believe, you know. So well, and one of those things where it just seemed to used to be excessive. It actually makes it a lot more economical and sometimes smoother, more useful. Sometimes they're dim-witted and still terrible, but mm-hmm. you know, like anything. We're not we're way. not by any case saying that they're all good, but you no. know, a lot of these have gotten pretty darn good. So better than bad, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Not that that's what you're <laughs> looking for. But my question to you, Jason, is if you had a transit, which you actually do have a transit for. You know, some measure, not your personal, mm-hmm. but either way, what would you do with it? If it was your personal transit, what would your dream transit be? Oh, I would, I would do a all wheel drive, you know, camper van. I think that's such a hot segment right now anyway. And I don't mean to be like cliche as far as that goes, but there, they are, you do mention I have a transit. I use it for work purposes right. and uh, it is fantastic at that. It's a great van. So. Well, I was going to say, you have a lot of experience in one. You you know their limitations, <laughs> you know the dimensions, what you could do. I saw one up close the other day uh, from a buddy of mine and I was loving it. I was just thinking of all the things you could do with it. I still like the idea of half motorcycle transport, half camper van. Not like full camper van, but eh, you know, enough for yeah. one person, maybe two. Enough where you could take it and go do some you know, get into mud. That's a big thing. Yes. You know, the all-wheel drive is cool. So you could take it off-road, take your bike out. And, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to go places your Toyota would go or anything, but... Just live you your know. life. I don't know. There's a lot of cool things you could do with it. But either way, so much less expensive than a Sprinter. Yes, you'd still save yeah. a ton of money to convert it to whatever you want. But at the gate, I mean, one of the best people movers ever. The Transit. Give me the all-wheel drive. You're saying that the top of the range crew, Brian, tops out at 52 grand. So, I mean, that won't even get you into a decent sprinter. I mean, it's <laughs> got know? a lovely shade of green. I'm a sucker for green. It looks like I'll take a green gem metallic on gold wheels. We'll just go from there in my train. Now, which, the thing is, which one would you get? The high top, the mid top? low roof like i mean there's so many options the there's bigger, different wheelbases i mean there's too many options to go over but the bigger the space the better in my opinion of that if you're going to go that way i'd rather be able to stand in it that'd be big absolutely i mean that's yeah. the number one i'd say is being able to physically actually stand in it that'd be the biggest thing um but yeah i don't know i i, I think i just have the most sizable burly one i could i don't know enough to know otherwise except <laughs> yeah, for exactly I, except i'm too for much I'd, of a novice to know what's good or not except for i'd like the space of it i'd like the all-wheel drive i'd like the smoothness of the auto but let's see moving on from there into things that we've talked about many times but just comes more of a reality every day uh zero labs company that's putting out an ev chassis 
for some classic gas guzzling cars that we just love i mean uh yeah i'm not gonna lie i saw that and i'm i thought when you said we were gonna talk about something we've talked about i thought we were gonna do ford again <laughs> but we might at no. some point in the show you never know we just always bring labs it's cool though i mean no no, no so this is zero labs this is zero labs oh zero labs i'm sorry yes. i was looking at the earth their ev skateboard chassis i'm sorry oh. stumbling over my words there yeah that's what they're calling it. i just noticed that maybe don't call it the it's, it's maybe don't call it the skateboard platform is what it's saying it looks kind of like skateboard that's sort of what it is let's be real yeah, but either way gone Oh no, it's cool. So basically what they're saying is it's a it's a California based shop, of course, right? And basically what they're saying is bring your own body and they provide the chassis. Now I'm not sure of the pricing of all this, but basically when we say bring your own chassis, it's like you're talking classic four by fours, muscle cars, yeah. um, you know, old coupes and stuff like that. So there's really a a real broad range of things that this will apply to. Here's the coolest one. Porsche 911 is on their list. I was just going to caught my eye. It's basically saying like most 4x4s muscle cars built between 1947 and 1975. Mm-hmm. So pre-75 vehicles. But yeah, seeing the air-cooled 911 yeah. pop up there. Even Mustang Fastbacks, I've been a big proponent of that. I love any kind of like resto mod done well. And so that'd be sweet. I have like a really well done Fastback Mustang or a Camaro or a Charger or whatever you want to say. That's really neat, yeah. actually. And so as far as the specific specifics of the powertrain, they're saying you can get up to about 600 horsepower That's out perfect. of the chassis, which is well, it pretty seems solid. Just like, uh, it seems like EV West, you know, it's a 85 watt one. So it seems very similar, 85 to 100 watt one. So, yeah, they seem extremely similar, actually, 235 mile range. I think that's cool, though. The, the more of those mm-hmm. come out means the more reasonable we'll get and the easier we'll get and the more applications you can do. I just like the idea of taking like even a really junky old Bronco or something like that and not yeah. taking it back all the way and just putting a really great drivetrain in it or laying well, over defender. We, yeah, when you think about classic cars like that, I mean, can you imagine how a 70s 911 would go with 600 all-wheel drive horsepower in it i mean well and too you're i mean it'd be nice to really road trip the heck out of that car and like go all over the place which you still probably have the ability to do the more these quick chargers go bisamoto in california he's been road tripping around in his 935 that's pure electric yeah. on that thing actually has shown he can cover a lot of ground and very nice so i think it would just be great to have it as a weekend fun car which all those things are you know, I mean, you can go. No, a good I can't disagree with you. It. They're saying a maximum range of about 235 miles with the biggest battery that they offer. Mm-hmm. Which you think about it, I mean, that's plenty for like normal use. I mean, you could feasibly go daily drive your '60s Mustang then electric. Well, this yeah, is the I mean, real. How cool would that be? I think this is the real selling point. This is crazy, actually. This is the point. If you're listening to buy one of these. Um, it says, here's the kicker, uh, Motor Trend reporting this. It says, every purchase platform includes the 30-day, quote, seamless transformation conversion by Zero Labs itself. So you buy it and pay for it, and that's delivery and installation. That's the whole thing. They build it I really want to know what the number is on so that. It seems, because that's so funny. So it's, they say it seems like a trouble-free way to convert a gas guzzler to an electron. Um, that's pretty cool, actually. So, yeah, I wonder what they're going to charge for that kind of stuff. They're going to do a limited yeah. launch in fall of 2021. No pricing at, uh, is available yet, of course. But that's, see, that's where it's at. I mean, there, I told you once before, there's this little company in Italy 
that will convert mm-hmm. any car of yours or whatever to EV and they say it's for yes. like four grand and they'll also do it in like four hours. It was a hysterical well, read. It's going to be super Italian though. It's going to not work very long. <laughs> I, I mean, I, wow, Jason, that's a broad sweeping statement. We're sorry to anybody well, in Italy. I, Let's I say that, that owning an abarth. I mean, Jeez. You know. I think it's going to have the level of refinement of Pagani if you're listening oh, to Italy. Please. I love your oh, fine please. country <laughs> and I hope to return in good jest. I, I am picturing more my abarth than Pagani. I hate to say it. Former Barth owner, I can say that that Barth was far closer to Pagani than whatever oh, you're, please, you're no, conjuring. Clo- you're conjuring. No. I love my car, but it, it's far closer to the built in four hours than Pagani. No, you're conjuring <laughs> images of the like the Chrysler old Chrysler 300 C's that have been converted with Lancia badges that I rode in the back end of a cab in Rome. That gross. Yeah, gross is right. I mean, those are an affront to a to a storied brand that should be outlawed. It was truly one of the most disrespectful cards I've ever been in my life. Was like when it pulled up, I do remember two things distinctly about it. One, the guy was blasting Richard Marks. Two, okay. yeah, yeah, it was actually kind of cool. Um, you know, and then as we got in it, it reeked of just cheap cologne, and I just remember like looking around, and being like, man, they didn't change anything like this is uh, this is the chrysler, chrysler 300, 300 yeah nose job it didn't even have a nose job no it was just the same front end with lancia badges all over it i wish i could even remember the name of it but i do remember enjoying the richard marks the day was nice the windows down and i was technically in a lancia in rome that would have been a roller coaster of emotion when the uber app says a lancia is coming to get you it did I would have been it did cartwheeling it, across the street and, it, and then when it pulled up i would have gone oh it did i was so excited i was i had never been in a lancia out of the country or anything or like right. you still haven't been you've been in a crisis that's not true jason i've been i've, I've ridden in lancias in the back i got chauffeured away in lancia. standing like climbed a lamppost to look for the car with anti-lag coming to collect me and then that would roll up oh i definitely conjured images of a delta integrale or an 037 just <laughs> shrieking down this skinny little alley but i'm not gonna lie it gave me hope because there was no picture it just said Lancia, and then it said the name, and I wasn't familiar, and I didn't spoil it by Googling it. I was just like, well, maybe, oh, well maybe this guy's going to drive like a tasty Lancia and pull up. and There will be a Group A rally car collecting us momentarily. I mean, to his credit, he was <laughs> very, very meticulous. It was tip-top, taken care of, and spotless, a whole nine. But <laughs> I, in my mind, I was still in the Lancia. Like I said, the window's down, Richard Marks blasting. I, I really enjoyed it. But either way. Moving on, if you have an old Lancia, maybe pre-1975, you could turn it into a Zero Labs mobile. But moving Make on. Make a Fulvia with that. That would be awesome. Oh, man. That'd be sweet. Yeah, a Fulvia with that would be great. But moving on, Chevy. Just Jason Chevy continuing to do, like, Chevy things. The most Chevy things. <laughs> they never get out of their own way. Chevy, for every one uh, nice thing Chevy does, they drop four more balls all over the place. And they look at you and go, whoops, every time and do it again, like a month later. But... What if I told you that you finally got to the point in your life where you could afford your dream car, which is an SS or a ZL1 Camaro? I saw okay, you take okay. a gulp there. I don't know why. That's not that, that's not that disrespectful. It's not what you The only buy, reason I say that is the current car has an ugly face, but I get it. I mean, that ugly. Or you just be like, wow, I hate it that much. I'd never consider it ever for the bargain it is. I agree with you. I wouldn't either. I don't really like it that much. Um, but... I like the performance you get if you wanted one, and you do live in California. I got bad news. Oh no! You can't have you can't have one, dude. In twenty twenty one, you can have one in twenty twenty two. 
You can't have one anymore. Starting in November this year, they're not on sale in California what? and Washington because they have too much copper in the brakes. They've got over 5% copper Hold in the brakes. Say that again. It's not emissions that's making them no. not be able to be sold. It's brakes. It's the amount of copper in the brake pads, not just the brakes. So you think that Chevy well, would have known this, and they did know this, but they didn't do anything. They were just like, all I, right. I, I would be infuriated to know that a man driving next to me has more copper in his brakes than I do. I would so. too. I would be just. <laughs> I knew. Arms. I know the stopping power. You can just feel the difference. That unsprung weight and the heat distribution from that extra bit of <laughs> copper that you know yes, is not there. Copper hoarding fool! Uh, How dare uh, you? <laughs> but I'm telling you. Wow, that's a weird one. I but that's a more. It's more on Chevy that it's weird. I mean, I understand states are going to pass different emission standards and stuff like that. But that's and it's not like I said, and it's not like a structural thing on the car. It's a brake pad, like Chevy. Well, I, it does make me wonder: were they just unwilling to invest the R and D money into making a California, Washington specific set of brake pads for a model year? Did they say? I mean, it just seems like it would be way more in your interest to sell cars rather than. Right. And then just uh, sell, I don't know, the ones that are already have it in other states. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's odd. I I really wonder if it would just take too long, like regulatory wise to get that approved or whatever. You know, I don't know how all the different processes to build a car or whatever, but I, I, it makes me kind of wonder why they just said, nah, all we'll I know take is the, it, take the year off. Well, that's the best thing, though, is it says Chevy wouldn't say why brakes didn't change prior to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they know. I just think they, maybe they passed a memo along, and they're like, hey, Steve, like, make sure it that got gets... got lost in somebody's yeah, inbox. This maybe. is kind of important, dude. Make sure this gets up to the top. And then months later, hey, Brian, they're like... Brian, redevelop those brake pads real quick while Brian was out to lunch. You told, him, you told him it has too much copper, right? And they were like, ooh, you know, and... That was it. There we go. Chevy. Somebody looked at it and went, copper schmopper. <laughs> I really hope that in the highest levels of Chevy, which I wouldn't doubt that they do, that they use those kind of terms like copper schmopper, <laughs> board, board, whatever it is. Oh, another. I'm a giant boardroom where a guy says, ah, copper schmopper. <laughs> ah, Mustang, Rustang, like whatever they yeah, use. Yeah, exactly. But they use real zingers. I saw another funny Chevy quality control thing. I mean, I know they're just chucking out C8s as, as fast as they can. Their hair's on fire trying to make C8s. We're talking about a car built in four hours right now. <laughs> this was funny. This was on the drive, um, and they were they were reporting of a guy. I believe he was in Kentucky, but he ordered a Torch Red you know, 3LT. He was super excited to go get it. He went like full body color, which I don't agree with at all. Um, yeah. But either way, he was going to pick it up. And then when they unveiled it, the dealer did, it had on the side where the little vent is, you can get that body colored or carbon. Half of it was body colored, the bottom half, and the top was oh. carbon on each side. And so this whole raging internet debate started. I wondered where you would stand on this, Jason. That people were saying, like, of course, you want to fix it. Which the dealer remedied it in 24 hours. Everything's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was very cool about it, to his credit. Um, but they, uh, this whole internet debate was like, well, why? You know, maybe you don't touch it. Maybe you have a one of one weird kind like an error car. Yeah, an error yeah. car. No, I, I like that actually. I didn't. I didn't think about it in that way. I was thinking, me personally, if I just spent, I mean, a three LT. You know, you're talking. That's a ninety thousand dollar car, eighty ninety thousand yeah, dollar car at that point. You they, know, they probably you pay some markup on I think it. They, so. I think they give them a pretty good deal on it. I think it's still in the seventies or something like that. But either way, yeah, it's your it's your dream car. He okay. specced it. But here's still, it. that wouldn't bode well to me as a buyer. I'd be going, no. ooh, I, I really hope they did like. 
like the wiring correctly. Yeah, see, like that's where my mind goes. I'm like, if that's like the one of the most apparent things on the outside of the car, and no yeah, one that's was like, like something somebody could walk around and go, "Ooh, we messed up on that." The, the, the internet came to the rescue on that of, of Chevy's defense. They say apparently there's like a film, like a white film that covers that little part, oh, I see. so okay. it doesn't get yeah. dinged or well, nicked. So there's a chance someone, I, I yeah. wouldn't have known that. Yeah, in their defense. So either way, though, I found that to be pretty funny. But also, too, what would you do? I mean, it I like didn't look cool. Also, car, I really didn't think about it in those terms yeah. until you said that. But it's a, I honestly it's a think Chevy I would leave it at this point. I kind of, I think I kind of would too. The more I thought about it, I was like, I really wasn't in love with the spec, anyways, because too much body color. But I was like, whatever. Like, I, I would probably just leave it alone because what a quirky, weird thing. I mean, it may totally be one of those things that doesn't even matter in twenty no. years. But I guess I'd kind of look at it like that's just funny. If it it's, doesn't look nasty, I'd probably just roll with it let people think I did it or whatever, but I'd have like the dealer like sign something saying, like, Oh yeah. I'd still get my other body pieces to, you know, make yeah. sure I'm good all that. And I'd have a little That's documentation, funny. but yeah, what a funny thing. I thought that was actually a good debate. Cause I think that could that work. If one. it was, I mean, like I said, they're going to make a billion of them. And I really think it depends on the error. Like I said, if it yeah. had like a, like a, a different motor or something, would you leave that? Or like a motor that wasn't supposed to come in it. That'd be like, I mean, that, that would, would never happen. But, I mean, it would like never a, happen. But Or if it was like a mule that snuck onto the production line or like just yeah. like a JW uh, mobile, a gifted but mobile. I mean, think about that if you got one with a, a different motor, whether it was an upgrade or a downgrade, I, Jason, that would still be, I mean, you'd probably be pissed if you paid for 500 horsepower probably. and you got 300. <laughs> We've only got three minutes left and how dare you for ignoring the jw reference of a gifted motor coming from fabric i can't that's what that would be i have come full circle i've totally come full circle like that would be the most laughable thing of my life and now at 35 i'm like well that'd be like a gifted motor car like shout out justin <laughs> wagner but either way uh we got our, our final two minutes 30 seconds uh we're gonna go back to one thing we've talked about we're probably done talking about it the Ford Mach-E, the Mustang Mach-E or whatever, they really sandbag. Revisiting that, though, because we said we would. I had to find something in the office. So, Read, read the spec sheet. So here is the paper that was handed out at the event we went to, and they cite the following numbers. 0 to 60 for the top of the range in the mid 5-second range. Uh, they're saying a maximum torque output of 428 pound-feet and a horsepower rating of 346 horsepower. Now, what do we know, Brian, about all those numbers I just gave you? They basically sandbagged the 0 to 62 full seconds, the horsepower by about 100 in the GT, and then the torque by like 238. I mean, they basically, yeah, they, they really... Because I have to ask you, I have to ask, was that intentional? Mm-hmm. Did they honestly go, whoops? No. Did they say, no. we want Tesla to think we don't, we're not really bringing something? I think they were talking about one of the myriads of models they have. That's one thing we looked at when we were just looking at the really the weird range of additions they have. They range anywhere from 266 horsepower up to 480, they claim, with the GT now. Actually, that's more than even quoted before. Um, but then they range anywhere from 290, 346, another one with 266, or through 290. There's a lot of quirky specs. But it almost seems like if you wait till they're actually on sale, you'll be able to get one with 800 horsepower. I feel like there will be just another one down the pipeline. But we both agree. We think they're better than... You know, we thought they'd be for the price range. They go anywhere from like forty-two up to like sixty for the GT. I think they're going to sell like crazy. What are you? What's yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like sixty grand's not a lot for a car. It is. No, that's but a lot. 
I mean, it's that's becoming more commonplace, though. I guess is what I'm saying. So, but that's yeah. my thing. We're in our final thirty seconds. So for sixty grand, if you were cross shopping a Model Y or something like that, you know how many four dealers you could have that service? Yeah, as I was gonna say, I'd have it just for the dealer network alone. Yeah, I think we both agree with that, and that is the bow on the Mach-E until something else happens with it and Ford in general. But as always, thank you for joining us on The People Movers. We will be back again. We've got much more to explore, much more to talk about, as you should too. Get out there, find new roads, drive new things, ride new bikes, and tell us what you think. But most importantly, do the thing we always recommend. Get out there and be good to one another, and we will see you soon.